On today's episode, we spend some time giving some recognition to Rope Hintz, who's having an under-the-radar excellent season. We'll talk about the race for the top spot in the Central Division and get you set for tonight's matchup at the American Airlines Center between the Dallas Stars and the Philadelphia Flyers. All of this and more coming up on today's episode of the Locked on Stars podcast. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Thursday, April 6th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you listen or watch, whether that be YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. We're always free and available, no matter where or how you choose to listen. And it's been a fun and relatively eventful week here at Locked on Stars, especially as it pertains to the discourse around the Dallas Stars top line. We've shown some love, of course, to Jason Robertson, uh, the phenomenal season that he's had breaking records, the first Dallas star to score 100 points in a season. Uh, and yesterday we highlighted Joe Pavelski. He's been playing incredibly well over the past month or so, starting to catch fire at the right time. So it only feels right that we close out this trifecta and give some much-needed recognition to Rope Hintz. Rope is quietly having an excellent season, maybe the best of his career up to this point, with 35 goals and 35 assists, totaling 70 points in total, on pace to set new career highs. One more assist would give him a new career high in that category. He needs two more points to top or three rather to set a new career high there and two more goals. Uh, if he would like to set a new career high as last season, he scored 37 and only five away from scoring 40, which there's only five games remaining in the season, including tonight against Philadelphia. But this is Rope hints we're talking about, and that might seem like a relatively dis- difficult task to average a goal a game over a five-game stretch, but we know that Hints can score in bunches. We know it is not uncharacteristic for him to have multi-goal games and even hat tricks. He's recorded those this season, so don't count him out just yet. Don't don't assume that Jason Robertson is going to be the only 40-goal scorer on the Stars roster this season, and even if Rope Hints doesn't quite get there, even if he finishes with 37 or 38 goals, that's still really good considering that he hasn't played a full season like Jason Robertson has. Rope Hintz, unfortunately, has missed some time due to injury, but when he hasn't been injured and when he has been on the ice, he's easily, without a doubt, been one of the Dallas Stars' best and most effective players. And it's just crazy that he is as good as he is and that the Dallas Stars have him this season and, of course, have him extended for the next eight seasons after this because it's Rupe Hintz is one of those players who it's almost maybe like a, a dry sidle McDavid situation where they're both really great, but McDavid kind of tends to get most of the spotlight. But if you put Leon dry on almost any other team in the national hockey league, he is without a doubt 
the leading man on that team, or if you take Connor McDavid out of the equation in Edmonton, I mean, Leon Dreisaitl is highly regarded as one of the league's best players. He's the best player on that team, and that's kind of the situation here with Rope Hints. I think on several other teams across the league, if you put him there, he's the main superstar. He's the main attraction. He's the one that everyone is talking about, but it's other players on the Stars roster. It's Jason Robertson for forwards, and then if you're looking at defenseman Miro Haskinen has generated a lot of a lot of buzz as of late. And of course, for the past season, there's been a lot of talk about Jake Ottinger after his playoff performance last season and his performances for the majority of this regular season. But Rope Hintz does a little bit of everything. He's everything that you could want in a forward in today's NHL. He has pretty decent size. He can score from just about anywhere in the offensive zone. He has some unbelievable speed and can beat defensemen. He can keep up with other fast forwards, and he, of course, can play that very effective two-way game. He is undoubtedly the best two-way forward on the team. He can win face-offs. He can pass. He can you know, use that hockey IQ to generate some good assists. He can be effective on the power play. He can be effective on the penalty kill. Really not a situation in a NHL hockey game that you cannot utilize Rope Hints and know that he is going to make an impact on the game. And he might not have the current point streak of other players on the Stars roster. Some of the guys we highlighted yesterday, but Rope is still playing incredibly well and making his impact felt night in and night out for this Stars team. And the Stars need him to be excellent in the postseason. He obviously has a decent amount of playoff experience under his belt right now, as he was on the team that went to the Stanley Cup Finals back in 2020. He was pretty active last season in that series against the Calgary Flames. And I think that he is set to be lethal in this year's playoffs. Now that he really has no you know, excuse to not be prepared for the postseason, we know that he's relatively healthy. I know that there's been some maintenance days and even their most recent game, the Stars against the Nashville Predators on Monday. We saw Rope Hintz take some time off the game uh, in the third period. Pete DeBoer says that's just purely maintenance, but I mean, Rope Hints, even with needing that, is still, in my eyes, playing at an incredibly high level, an com- incredibly competitive level. And I'm very excited to see what he can do alongside Jason Robertson and Joe Pavelski, who are both riding some pretty mean point streaks and just some wicked good uh, months of March. And it's carrying over here into the month of April as well. Only feels right to give Rope Hints his flowers as well for what has been an excellent season. Uh, any really questions or doubts about this Dallas Stars top line coming into this year have been put to bed. I don't really think there were too many of those. I think people knew what we were going to get from Robertson and Hintz, especially. We expected them to follow up on the excellent seasons they had last year, and I think they've done that, and both of them, in my eyes, have gone gone above and beyond what they did last year. And then, of course, Pavelski is still playing at an incredibly high level, too, even though he's been in the league for almost two decades now. Uh, and still looking like one of the best offensive forwards in the game. But hence, having an incredible year and hopefully due for a big game tonight against the Flyers. Let's hope he can get at least one goal, uh, if not multiple, and get a little bit closer to being uh, the fifth Dallas star to score 40 in a season, joining his teammate teammates, rather, Jason Robertson, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, and... Mike Madano, a pretty elite group of Dallas Stars forwards, and hence only five goals away from joining that exclusive 
club. And it's certainly possible uh, with some of these opponents remaining on the schedule in Philadelphia, Vegas, Detroit, and St. Louis twice to close out the season. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll take a look at the Central Division. The race for the top spot is as tight as it's ever been. We'll take a look at what Colorado, Minnesota, and Dallas are up to here over the next week or so right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book because new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 and bonus bets back when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I want to thank you again for making the Locked On Stars podcast your first listen every Monday through Friday. We're here to talk about the race for the Central Division. It is as tight as it has been all year. There's a three-way tie at 98 points. Colorado a little bit higher in points percentage. So technically, they're first in the Central with Dallas and Minnesota right on their heels. Dallas and Minnesota both have 77 games played. Colorado does have a game in hand, sitting at 76 contests completed. And all of the teams will be in action tonight. Dallas will, of course, host the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll talk a little bit more about that game later on. But Dallas does have the advantage of playing their game at home uh, against a pretty lousy opponent, for lack of a better term, whereas the Minnesota Wild will be heading to Pittsburgh to play against a Penguins team who is currently sitting outside of the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, right there on the bubble of a wildcard spot, battling with teams such as the Florida Panthers and the New York Islanders. going to be a, a highly intensity game. Uh, highly intense, rather, game. The English is hard sometimes. Between the Wild and the Penguins, as the Wild are looking to retake the top spot in the division out west, and the Pittsburgh Penguins are quite literally fighting for their playoff lives, with each team having only about four or five games remaining on their schedule. And so expect that to be a incredibly good game in Pittsburgh. And, of course, Minnesota coming in as the road team. The Stars know good and well, not necessarily easy to win against the Penguins on their home ice. And you have to imagine, especially the vets on that team, Crosby, Latang, Malkin, they're going to be playing as hard as they possibly can to get into the postseason. But this potentially being the last season that they have together of that iconic veteran core that the NHL has come to know and respect and often fear over the past several, several seasons. And the Colorado Avalanche will also be playing on the road in their second consecutive game at the Shark Tank in San Jose. And you might say, well, that seems like a pretty easy matchup, but you you and me, myself, I would think the same would be wrong because they just finished playing a game there on Tuesday night and they ended up going to overtime with the San Jose Sharks. The Colorado Avalanche obviously ended up winning that game. Nathan McKinnon snipes the overtime game-winning goal to get the Colorado Avalanche the extra point in OT 
But obviously, we know that the Sharks are not an easy team to beat on their home ice. Again, the Dallas Stars know that good and well as they blew a lead against the Sharks while playing in San Jose. And so expect that to potentially be another close and tightly contested game. Although it would not shock me if Colorado comes out and blows the Sharks out of the water. But we're, of course, cheering on the Sharks here on the Dallas side of things, hoping that they are able to come out on top and prevent the Avalanche from picking up two key points. And the Stars, of course, again, have the advantage and the luxury of playing a home game against an inferior opponent who is seventh in their respective division. The Flyers, of course, coming out of the Metro division only above the Columbus Blue Jackets. And, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen in these other games. The Avalanche and the Wild could both very well find themselves victorious in their games. And if the Stars win, then we continue to be at the same spot that we are already at. But there's really no excuse on at the star's end for losing this game against Philadelphia. They must take care of business. Whereas, you know, if Minnesota loses, you say, well, they're on the road and they're playing against a team that is backed into a corner fighting for their playoff lives. And if Colorado loses, I feel like there's not really much of an excuse there either, but you could at least say, well, they're on the road and it was night two in a, a hostile building. If you want to call the shark tank that at this point in the season where the sharks are at, uh, but, Eric Carlson, always difficult to stop, and he, he is well on his way to winning a Norris Trophy. So, again, cheering on the San Jose Sharks in all capacities during tonight's game. But you got to love these types of games and these types of scenarios down the stretch. Of course, the playoffs are exciting, but if you think about it, the playoffs have really come early for these three teams, Colorado, Dallas, and Minnesota, as they are fighting for positioning. Obviously, they've all clinched their spot in the dance. They're going to be in the bracket but still, these games that they're playing it have some sort of playoff meaning behind them. Sometimes the games themselves are not necessarily close or as intense as a playoff game might be, similar to you know the Stars game against Nashville on Monday. But there's still plenty of meaning behind them and still very, very important. Every shift, every period, every possession, whether it's offensive or you know defense and you're trying to break up the possession of the other team, it all matters and it's all important because it can very well determine how long you go in the playoffs it determines where you're seated and it makes these matchups even if it is stars versus flyers on paper not a very highly anticipated matchup but it's oh so important and i think this is a good thing for the stars to be having to play with such vigor and intensity here down the stretch you wouldn't want them to be coasting into the postseason and we talked you know a week ago about the stars you know getting up for these kind of games even if they are against tanking teams against lottery teams finding a way to get that competitive edge and still give it your all night in and night out. And it's these situations that get the stars into that mindset, knowing that their playoff positioning is on the line. And I think that, that is going to benefit them in the long run as they head into the postseason, where their mindset doesn't really have to shift or change from the last game of the regular season to the first game of the postseason. Well, we're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we'll look ahead to tonight's matchup as the Stars welcome the Philadelphia Flyers to Dallas for the first time this season. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? If you're building your talent roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, 
you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. That's Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, everybody. Closing out a Thursday episode of the Locked on Stars podcast. The Philadelphia Flyers come to town for the first and only time this season, and it's been a while since these two teams got together. It was early in the season. On a Sunday afternoon, the Stars go to Philadelphia and get a very sound win. I believe it was 5-1. to one. I know Luke Glendening had one of his goals, a shorthanded goal in that game. Mate Blumel was playing at the NHL level. That's how long ago this was uh, before he officially went back to the American Hockey League for the remainder of the season. This is, you know, again, not the most highly anticipated matchup across the league tonight, but still a very important game despite a lottery team coming to town against the Stars. The Flyers are in a similar position as some of the other teams that the Stars have played recently that are going to find themselves in the lottery, such as Chicago and Arizona, where they're riding a pretty mean losing streak. The Flyers are in the midst of a four-game skid. And the Stars have been pretty responsible over the past few games against these inferior opponents, and they need to make sure that trend continues tonight. And similar to a lot of the teams they've had on the schedule as of late, Arizona, Chicago, and even Nashville, this Flyers offense is incredibly beatable. They are 29th in the league in goals, 32nd in power play percentage, quite literally the worst power play in the NHL. Their leading scorer, Travis Konechny, has 56 points in 55 games. He's missed a considerable amount of time due to injury and yet still is the team's highest scorer. If that gives you any indication of where this Flyers offense is at at this juncture in the season. I expect Jake Ottinger to get the start in net. We haven't seen him in quite some time since the weekend against the Colorado Avalanche whenever he was playing that back-to-back Arizona Friday, Colorado Saturday. Then Scott Wedgett, of course, gets the win in his start on Monday against the Nashville Predators. So I think that this could be a nice little tune-up game for Jake Gottinger before a massive tilt with the last remaining big game of the season in terms of the quality of opponent. The Vegas Golden Knights will be coming into town over the weekend on Saturday afternoon. And so I would think that Jake gets the start in both of those games with there being a day in between each matchup. So this game against Philadelphia, a nice opportunity to get his legs back under him, and then he's locked in and ready to go on Saturday against the VGK. And there's a few things to be watching for in this game in terms of really good storylines. I mentioned it yesterday, Joe Pavelski, four points away from 1,000 career points. A huge milestone. It seems like he is inevitably going to get there, whether it is this season And then, of course, we know that he is coming back for at least one more go around next season. But it would be awesome to see Pavs reach this milestone this season. Four points in one game is a pretty big ask for Joe Pavelski. But given the way that he and that top line have been playing down the stretch lately, and uh, if the Stars power play gets their fair share of opportunities, I think that he could rack up multiple points in this game. And how incredible would it be for Captain America to get to this 1,000-point milestone at the AAC in front of his home crowd. And then, of course, Miro Haskinen is also four points away from setting a new franchise defenseman record for points in a season. Sergei Zubov had 71 points back in 2005-2006, and Haskinen is also two goals away from setting a new career high 
in that category for himself. This has been the best statistical season for Miro Haskinen in his still early NHL career. The Pete DeBoer system has benefited him greatly, uh, and he is about to join Jason Robertson in an upper echelon of a category uh, of an, an all-time legend in the organization. Sergei Zuboff considered to be the best defenseman in Stars history, especially statistically. He holds just about every major defenseman record, and then John Klingberg got very close to a lot of those, but Miro Haskinen uh, in only a few years in the NHL looks poised and set to now become the leading scorer in a single season for a Dallas Stars defenseman, which is pretty darn special. And whenever he was playing under Rick Bonus, I don't think we could have ever expected a season like this from Miro Haskinen. But here we are having a Norris caliber season, although I don't know if he'll quite get a nomination, which is a tragedy. But even if he did, Eric Carlson is winning that award. But I digress. Haskinen and Pavelski both on the verge, four points away from some pretty cool milestones. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We're always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. You can also follow us on social media. At Dane double underscore Lewis is my personal Twitter account. And you can find the show on social media as well. Just search Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter. And we'll, of course, be right back here tomorrow uh, recapping this game against the Philadelphia Flyers. And, of course, looking ahead to the weekend as there is a monumental game against the Vegas Golden Knights on tap Saturday afternoon at the AAC as the Stars look to close out this homestand with two big wins and collect four big points. But I hope you guys have a great Thursday, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.